Thanks for taking the time to listen to these recordings of our Sunday morning sermons. The Door Church is one church in two locations on mission to see lives restored with the gospel for God's glory, and we'd love to have you join us. To learn more about our gatherings in Louisville and Argyle, Texas, visit our website at thedoorchurch.net. Now, let's worship God by opening His Word. Good morning, church. Um, we'll be in Romans 3, 27 through 31 this morning. And for those of you that don't have a Bible, there will be one in the seat back in front of you. And we'll be on page 941 of that Bible. Again, Romans 9, or excuse me, Romans 3, 27 through 31. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Zach Pedelic, And my wife and I, Megan, have been going to the Door Church for about seven years now. And we have three kids. Dane is three and a half. McLean is two. And our youngest, Josie, is six months old. And we currently serve as discipleship group leaders um, at the door. So Romans 3, 27 through 31. Then what becomes of our boasting? Is it excluded by what kind of law? By a law of works? No, by, uh, by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also. Since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. This is God's word. Thank you, Zach. Uh, For those new here, my name is Scott Brooks. I'm the lead pastor on the preaching team. Uh, Super grateful to be here this morning with you. Uh, And so if you've missed this uh, up to this point of Romans uh, Paul is really tackling what's wrong with the world today. And what he, get, what he gets at is uh, that we're all sinners. And there's different ways that we sin, uh, but the root is always the same, that we're in rebellion towards God. And so uh, everything wrong in your life is, is the root of sin. And then what we see breaking down in the world, what, what's the issue? It's, it's sin. And so he's like, this, this problem that we've all experienced and see is, is, is uh, sin is the issue. And so what's interesting here. We're getting to Romans 3, verse 27. Uh, He says this in an interesting way. He says in verse 27, then what becomes of our boasting? And so uh, what's your biggest problem today is, (laughs) what it says is, is your boast. Now, that's an interesting idea. Now, the reason why he says what is wrong with you fundamentally and what's wrong with me is boast is it's saying that underneath your boast, you'll find the, uh, your idolatry. It's, it's where you're hoping in to find life. And so uh, scripture teaches, the Bible teaches us, teaches us that we are made by God, by God, for God. And our sin nature is that in our sin and in our arrogance, Adam and Eve decided to rebel against God and say, basically, I want to be my own God. That's pride. So when you rebel against the creator of everything and everyone and say, you know what? I think I can be self-sovereign. That's called pride. So we all operate in this pride that we say, hey, I, I think I know better than God, that he is the creator and sustainer and designer of everything and everyone, but I'm going to do things my own way. That's the nature of pride. And we all do it. We all do it differently, and we like to judge other people that do it differently than us, but that's the main issue, pride. We're going to do things how we want, not how he wants, and behind that, it's we're made by God for God. Now that we try to take the place of God, we don't live independently. You have to live for something, and that's the idolatry part. That's what our boast is. So when we look at our boast, you'll actually find the root of your sin, which is idolatry. This is the thing that our soul is hoping in 
that define life. That's our, our soul's boast, what we're living for. And this is why it's so interesting to figure out your biggest issue in life or your biggest sin in life. <clears throat> All you have to do is follow your boast. Follow your boast. And so um, a boast is something that, again, that you're hoping in, that gives you courage. It moves you off, if you will, the seat of your couch and says, this is what I'm gonna live for. This is where I'm gonna try to find life, worth, identity. Uh, during this time, the boast uh, is, is, was used a lot for how you get an army to go into battle. It's like, hey, we're going to win our freedom. They took our stuff, we're, and you're, you're, you're stronger than them. You're, you're, you're going to annihilate them. Think about all the, the partying, so to speak, and after we win, and we crush them, and they you know, cheer, and they move out into battle, and they think they win. Um, this is... What, what Braveheart, have you ever seen the movie Braveheart? That's, that's that boast, right? If you, William Wallace is right in front of uh, the, 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 the Scottish people and is like, hey, we want freedom. <laughs> Who doesn't want freedom here? If you would be willing to trade this day for that, you know, and then he, he goes on to say, they may take our lives, but they never take our freedom. And what happens? This great big speech, and what do they do? They erupt in applause. It moves them to action onto the film or the field and Depending if they win or, or lose, they may have achieved their identity, which leads to pride and, and, and victory, or they lead to devastation. This is how you're motivated. That's your boast. They are moved by this courageous speech, and we have this inner speech that leads us into life, that we're looking for applause, to find our worth. Uh, another maybe modern day errors, I, I, I don't really like soccer. On the record, don't like soccer. Um, but when the USA plays... I like soccer. And so um, they're in the World Cup. I don't know. I think it was, I started watching when my kids were, were very young. So I had to be 12, 12 years ago or so. Uh, and USA came out with a chant. And it turns out they're not very good at soccer, but they had a chant anyway. And, it is, and if you remember the chant, is I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I was like, I'm in. I like the chant. I'm, I'm watching. There's an eruption in the song. They go take the field, uh, and, and then they lose. But th that's their their, their uh, worthlessness and what uh, they're judged as. Now, what's interesting, whatever your boast is, that's what you're looking for life. It leads you into life to find that applause. You're either gonna operate in a great deal of pride because you're gonna achieve it or despair because you're not and it leaves you uh, really in a bad spot. Something also which is interesting is whatever your boast is, what you're looking for life in, uh, in you, ought, you always villainize the other person, or the other team, or the other situation, or you, if you will, demonize them. If you think about, um, if you think about uh, Braveheart illustration, who, who, who do they have bad blood with and bitterness towards? Well, the English. I mean, Joshua's seen parts of Braveheart, and you know what? He still thinks the English are bad. I'm like, well, actually, the English are not all bad, but in his mind, they're the bad people. They, you villainize them. If you're Follow the uh, USA soccer illustration, it's Ghana. I don't know, every time we play them, there's like a false penalty kick and they, they win and, and we lose. And so, man, I'm like, man, what's the deal with Ghana? Always beating the US and, uh, you know, I think it's a safe spot and so I'll just tell you. Um, <laughs> this is a really safe spot. Uh, so Deacon got beat, this is, so my Deacon is, he's, he's eight, last year seven. He got beat in the state championship by a little kid, um, a little kid, sweet kid. And afterwards, we're walking off. The kid's like, hey, at least you scored a point. I was like, hey, we'll see you next year, all right? <laughs> all right? And so in my heart, right, villainize, right? Real quick, and I think, like, this is a little image bearer of God 
But my boast was off. It certainly didn't, that's all I said. No, on record, that's all I said, but not, not well. Now, this is what, what Paul's getting at. He's, so Paul is writing the Roman church, and he's going back over the ABCs, like the gospel. He's like, hey, who is God? Who are you? Who is Jesus? He's going over justification. These are people that already know it. And what he's saying, what do you need to hear? I need to, you need to hear more about Jesus because you're not really digesting it. You're not walking in it. So we don't move uh, away from the gospel. We have to go deeper into who Jesus is, and that's what brings us freedom. It's what brings us unity. Because if you look at uh, this part, these are, this, is, <laughs> this is a church made up of Jews and Gentiles in Christ, but they're having some issues of understanding who Jesus is, which is leading to unity. Let's look at, uh, we'll pick up in verse 20, 29. Uh, it says, or is God the God of the Jews only? He's asking this question because the Jewish people think, no, God, God loves us more. We're the people, we're the chosen people. Is he not the God of the Gentiles also? And of course, yes, of the Gentiles also, since God is one. Who will justify, uh, justify the circumcised by the faith and the uncircumcised through faith? So Paul, which is so interesting here, he's like, he's actually talking here to the Jewish Christians that are not walking in the justification of Christ, but actually are going to their heritage, their morality, their goodness, which is causing disunity within the church, saying we're better than the Gentiles. So when you preach Christ and him crucified, it brings us all under the unity of Christ. So justification, you know what it does? It brings unity within a people. Now, this is the boast of the door church, Lord willing. It's always going to be Jesus. It always has been, will always be Jesus. We started that way. We're going to continue that way. Why? Because it brings unity. Surprisingly enough, if you took someone else out here, they actually don't think like you. They have different beliefs than you, politically, socially, and you'd be surprised. And you'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, then what's going to unite us together? Well, Christ. That's how we got through 2020. That's how we're going to continue on. It brings unity. That's just like a sub uh, point of this. But gee, we can't move away from Christ because we forget it, one. Number two, some people don't know it. Number three, it yields the fruit of really the spirit of God in us. So what is our, our boast? So Paul, again, is writing to the Roman church. And they're straying into works righteousness. That's what it says in verse 27. Then what becomes of our boasting? Is it excluded by what kind of law? By a law of works. So what he's saying is these people are going away from Christ back into a law of works of what they have to do. Now, what's interesting about religion, you can take Judaism, you can take moralistic Christianity, you can take Islam, you can take any faith. It doesn't really matter. It's all the same. You're like, well, that's, that seems ridiculous, God. No, it's not, right? All faith, apart from Christ, is the same. Basically, you got to do these certain rules. And if I do these rules, God will love me. That's basically what all, you know, all, all other faiths are. It could be different, um, you know, in, in, in Catholicism, here's the things I got to do so God will love me. If it's, if you're, um, and you can be, a Catholic Christian, you'd be a Baptist Christian, but the Baptists say, you have, the, you have the, these rules you gotta do. If it's Islam, it's this. If it's uh, Judaism, it could be this. All it is, it's faith in self. It's you're trying to justify yourself in front of a righteous, holy God. 
You're going to stand before him and say, you know, as a sinner, why are you made right? He's going to be like, well, here's the things I did, or it's going to be Christ. It doesn't matter. Any other religion is simply, look what I've done. Now, what does all religion breed? Self-righteousness, arrogance, judgmentalness, lack of mercy towards others. I mean, that's what self-made religion does. Christianity brings the Spirit of God, which is gentleness, kindness, loving, patience. Why? Because it's not about who? You. It's about who? Jesus. Now, this is what they're struggling with. They're saying, I'm, the Jews are like, we're better than them. And Paul's like, no, you're not. How are you justified? Through works or through Christ? Now, there's other ways that we try to boast. And I'm going to list some off. But Jeremiah 9, uh, verse 23 says this. Thus says the, says the Lord, let not the wise man boast what in his wisdom. So here's the problem. Is wisdom bad? No. Boast in his wisdom. Like, this is mine. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. So we think this is ours. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. It gives us these categories of boasts which shows our idolatry, where we're trying to find life apart from Christ. Let's just take the first one. Wisdom, is you could put religion under that category, right? Because we think in our intellect, this is the way that we have a right relationship with God and that we're better than others. But another way that we try to find in ourselves. So again, wisdom is not bad, right? God gave Solomon supernatural wisdom. It's just not going to bring you life. It can't be uh, your God and where you find your hope. So wisdom um, uh, that, that we boast in, one is this knowledge, like education, some people think they're better than everyone because they went to, they got, they got a graduate degree or they got a master's or doctorate. You have a prefix before your name. You're like, man, the reason why I'm doing so well is I worked hard for it. Look, look at great I'm doing. You have diplomas on your wall saying that you're better than others. You're like, if everyone would just get an education like me, and the world would be okay. Well, that's, that's pretty arrogant, right? Because, you know, someone had to help you get through school, right? Either your parents or uh, you had to, you know, usually uh, some, some funding. Uh, God gave you the intellect that you have, the work ethic that you have, but a lot of us take it on ourselves. I'll get uh, another one that we boast in our wisdom, and we just, we forget, uh, we forget Christ in it. So science is a good thing. God, God created science. He created the world. It's common grace. All of it's his, and when we discover something, it's simply saying, this is how God made it. But what's interesting uh, a lot of people boast in, in their, their really understanding or wisdom of science. And I'll just give a simple illustration of uh, the mass situation. I think we're a little bit past that. I can talk about it with, uh, with okayness. It's so interesting when we are fighting over masks. All that was was a boast. It was ridiculous. The mask was your boast. That was, it actually was where you're finding our, your identity. And both sides, which was awesome, was like, follow the science. Like, okay. We are both saying the same thing. It's like, if you wear the mask, it, it blocks the particles, and, you know, the, if you love your neighbor, you're well, you'll, you'll wear the mask. And the people who didn't wear the mask, like, no, it blocks nothing. It's like, just like breathing air. And, you're, and, when, and, you're, and what's crazy is both sides were demonizing the person that didn't agree with them over a mask, right? That, that could be a boast, and if you're like, man, I can't believe you're talking about that, guaranteed your boast, right? Like, that's your thing. Like, that's so interesting. Like, who cares? That's an image gear bear of God, whether you disagree. Same thing with politics. I mean, I talk to so many people, and they're like, that other side is stupid. 
Like, you may not say that out loud, but that's like what you tell your spouse or whoever. Like, that's an interesting thought to me. Like, do you, do you really think they're dumb? Like, I, I bet they're not. I bet there's a reason why they believe the way they believe. Now, they may believe different than you, and they may even be deceived, but if you're calling them dumb, man, you're hoping in something that's not Christ. You, you, something has grabbed your heart. That's not Christ. And I hope some of you are offended by what I'm saying and say, where is my trust? Where is my boast? He goes into strength. You know, a lot of us boast in our position at work. Like, I'm needed. Look how powerful I am. Look what I've created. It just, it's interesting. Like, everyone has, has an expiration date. And like, you think you're real important, then you leave and like, they may buy you cake. And that's it. No one really cares. You're very replaceable. And so your status is built, on, built up on something that's not going to last. Some of you people are building uh, your strength on your social status. Like you're the inner circle that you know what's going on or you're staying up with the trends. That only, only lasts so long. I, like, I feel old. I don't even know what's going on. I say things and people are like, man, that's, that's, not, that's not relevant at all. You can't even say that. I'm like, I didn't even know, right? But it just moves on. That's where your identity is and your boast is and being in the who's who of the inner circle. Your health is fleeting. It is. It'll be a boast for a little bit and then as you get older, it's like not your boast anymore. You'll just realize it. Your riches, my riches, your riches in your 401k, probably not, not very happy these last couple of years. That's been a hard, hard thing. But it shows your heart. Where is your boast? Your house, your square footage, your car. Like you think you're something because the car that you drive I mean, I drive a 2014 Tundra, and I'm, like, super, like, pumped about it. But some of you are probably judging that. It's like, 2014? It's not even paid off. Like, that's not even great, right? But when I used to drive, like, a 1999 red truck, people were like, man, what's wrong with you? It's like, my car gets to point A to point B, just like yours, right? So it's just like, where is your identity? And where is your boast? And what's so interesting, whether you're crushing, your, crushing it in your boast or not, is where you'll find your life. You're going to be full of pride. Look at me. I'm strong in myself or despair, man, that I don't measure up. I'm worthless. And we're all simply looking for the, the applause. Now, even if you're achieving, you know it's fleeting. Like Tom Brady, like let's take Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls, seven, 45. He's like, you know what? Let's do it again. He won't go stay with his family. Why? Because he ha- he, he's trying to achieve his bows. He's looking for life. We're all trying to earn the applause. Now, what's interesting here in context, Paul's attacking religion because this is what a lot of us do in the church. Like, we don't put our faith in Christ. We boast in Christ. We boast in ourselves. Look what I'm doing. Look how great I am. Here's the newest thing. And Paul continuously attacks this. It's not your ability to do, earn, or new things. He says, look at Christ. I was reading this week uh, in Matthew in my reading plan. So, so great. Like, Jesus looks at everyone's like, basically, no one's staying with me. And Peter's like, I am. Like, when Jesus is telling you, hey, no one's, gonna, no one's going to, to follow me, he's like, that's really sweet, Jesus, but I'm the few, the proud, the Peter. I got this. I'll never let you down. Like, in my own strength, man, I, I'm, I'm going to show you who I am. Well, you know, before, before the, uh, uh, the rooster crows, man, three times, he, he denies, denies Jesus few times to a little girl, and he just, he, he, you know, has to be driven to despair. Like, I'm going to do it. He doesn't. I mean, that's what we think Christianity is. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to stop sinning. 
Well, we don't. And what's so amazing in Luke, we find is after, Jesus, or after Peter denies Jesus the third time, Jesus looks at him. And you know what's so crazy? He doesn't look at him with like, I knew you were a failure. He looked at him with compassion. So you don't, you see, you don't understand why it came. It's not because, I came because you can't, but I can't. See, he looked at him with compassion. He's like, now, now do you see who I am? Now do you see why I've come? See, he comes for, for the brokenhearted that we would be his boast. See, the solution to our sin is faith in Christ. It says so much in verse 28. It says, for we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. And so the idea here is that one is justified by faith and by your own doing, but really we are justified by works. You're like, hold on. It's, we're, we're justified by the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's not about what you do. It will never be about that. It's about what he has done for you. It says this uh, at the end of the, the text, in verse 31, do we then overthrow the law, uh, law by this faith? By no means, on the contrary, we uphold it. What, what, is it. what is he being saying? You're saved by what Jesus Christ has done. We disobey, we fall short, we are lawbreakers, but Jesus is perfect, he's obedient, he earns the blessing where we fail, and he, he is the one who fulfilled the law. It says this in Matthew 5, 17, it says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets, I did not come to abolish them, what? Abolish them, I came to fulfill them. We are saved by the perfect record of Christ. It's his obedience, it's his death. And last week, uh, Mark did a great job, and he talked about the just and the justifier, which is Jesus. Our boast is in Christ, that he was perfect in our stead, that he is completely righteous. He is the just. He, he did what we could not do, and he's the justifier. He, he gave his life for our life, that he bore our punishment. He paid in full. By his blood, we are forgiven. He is the just and the justifier, and we look to Jesus as our boast. Jesus on the cross said to himself, it is finished. It is finished. Quit trying to add on. Quit trying to look away. Keep looking at me. The way that you crush your idols is you have to change your boast by the Spirit of God to look at Christ. As, as we boast in Christ, it, it, it moves out our boasting in the world. So as we look to Christ, no matter what's going on, like you, are, you and I are sinners, and we talk about it here a lot, not so you sit in your sin, but you look at the provision of Christ. Every time you sin, you're like, not this time, you, you eventually are gonna fail. And I don't wanna speak that over you, but it's, God's not okay with it, but he's, in the finished work of Christ, you're forgiven. You don't have to punish yourself, it's been paid in full. So as you sin, look to Christ and say, man, I'm forgiven. Not just today and tomorrow, but forever, forgiven. Let that be your boast as you struggle Know that your struggle is where Christ meets you. He draws near to the brokenhearted. He draws near to the people who are hurting. Grace runs downhill, so it's your struggle that qualifies you for grace. If you're achieving, you're walking in self-righteousness. So don't be surprised when you struggle. That's where Christ meets you. Let that be your boast. When you suffer, you're like, man, how'd this happen to me? And you're a victim of someone else's sin don't say, how, how can God let, let this happen to me? Look what Christ has done. It's like, look what he's done for me. He's given his son for me. 
In your suffering, look at the sufferings of Christ and how much you're worth and loved in Christ. Let Christ be your boast. If you're having a hard day, if, if you're looking for protection, look, look at it says in the scripture that Jesus is king. He says he clothes the, flower, flowers, uh, the, the flowers of the field. He, know, he knows uh, the birds in the air. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He's going to protect you. And Philippians says he, that he'll supply every need of yours according to the riches of glory in Christ Jesus. If you're betrayed... Don't wallow in just like despair. Know that, that if God is for you, who could be against you? God's even working that and he'll be with you. If you're approaching the end of your life, die is gain. Why? Because Jesus. And if you don't have money, you're going to inherit the earth one day. Inherit the earth. You will be very wealthy in Christ. Let Christ be your boast. See, Jesus is our defense. He's our protection. He's our provision. Jesus is our wealth. Jesus is all, and she will be our boast. See, now the way that we get there, it's not, it's not about me, it's not about you, but him be the glory. Let him be the glory and honor and dominion forever. Let him be your boast. So we turn from ourselves to Christ. We boast in him. This is what it says in Romans uh, 2, verse 29, which we talked about. It says, his praise is not from man, but from God. So as we look to Christ, we understand the pleasure of God is on us. And as we understand the pleasure of God that's on us, the fleeting pleasures of the world start to wane away. Why? Because of Christ. That we see that he is not just something, he's, he's everything. We gotta keep going back to Christ and let him be our boast. We gotta lay, lay our deadly doings down, which we're all prone to do, down at Jesus' feet. We stand in him alone, glorious, complete. That's all we have. Nothing to the cross I bring, only to the cross I cling. That's it. Let Christ be your boast this morning and forever. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would help us see Christ more clearly in this text, that he would be our boast, that we confess that we boast in our might, our wealth, our wisdom, our religion. Help, help our only boast be Christ and Christ alone. God, I pray as we come to Christ that we'd be freed, freed from our idolatry, freed from our arrogance, and that we'd walk humbly with you, God, saying, look what he has done. Look who he is. And that Christ would be glorified in our hearts this morning, in our lives this morning, in our, in our church. I ask that in Jesus' powerful name. Amen.